Mountain.net. Whenever we talk about the success of the Kansas City Chiefs, we normally talk about Patrick Mahomes, and rightfully so. But after his team's offensive rebuild this offseason, Andy Reid deserves some credit. That offense has looked deadly, and after last night's win against the Buccaneers, they're now 3-1. and one. When you look at the coaching staff and how it's handled the loss of Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid deserves as much credit for the team's impressive start. I'm Dan Patrick. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. She doesn't do the 11 o'clock hour. Oh, she doesn't? No, no, okay. just 10 o'clock. All right, threw Get me you for started a loop. for the show. That does. Yes. Get me pumped up for it. Ron Zamas, the update. Uh, hour number two, welcome back. Miller and Condon, we're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, oh, probably a little bit past that, Scott Dockerman will join us. Mr. Monday Nights on a real roll when it comes to Monday Night Football. He will join us as well. Uh, Bama Bob joins us as we recap the week of college football. We preview at 10.15 on Friday, recap the uh, the following Monday at 11.05. Uh, Bama, uh, good to talk to you as always. I guess we should start with the coaching carnage again. Wow. <laughs> uh, now up to $60 million for five Power Five conference coaches not to finish out the season. Uh, but Paul Christ is the latest, and I think the one that maybe reverberated the most, because Frost is always on that hot seat, right? Uh, right. But, but Paul Christ, boy, oh boy, Wisconsin, they, they were just embarrassed. I mean, I guess it's the, 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 this is where we're at in college sports, but nonetheless, nonetheless Bam, it's kind of a, a jolting to see this happening at the frequency that it is. It is, and I, I, I guess it's just everybody thinks they need to win now. I mean, uh-huh. uh, although Chris has been there for a while and he had some success, so I guess you're not allowed a downturn anymore. Um, I mean, he went there. Uh, he's coached there for, what, seven years? He's had success. I think they've been to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, and yeah. Here's what I always find this interesting, Ken. And by the way, that total is going to go up in about two weeks when Auburn fires Brian Carson, but we'll get to that later. But um, I always find it interesting. And it's the same thing with Darrell at Colorado. The AD gets on there, and they they always say we want to really thank the guy. I have the utmost respect for him. He's a great leader of men. He's brought us through. But but, but we're firing him, you know, that kind of thing. So I – I don't know anymore. It's just getting ridiculous, and you know everybody, everybody wants the guy or whatever it is, and then you sign into these contracts, and which is what you have to do these days. With you know that's the, that's the market for a good coach is, and you have to give him a ridiculous buyout if he fails. So, um, but Chris in particular, I, I did find that one because listen, they're not out of the West. I mean, the West is just. I mean, I don't know what they want up there this year, but the West is still up for grabs, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and Illinois, by the way, right Mac in the middle of that uh, Western Division race right now, uh, which we'll talk about them. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, Colorado is just—I don't know that Colorado is ever going to be good. I mean, it just—and I mean, good like on a national level. I Back think to where they home. once were. Yeah, I just—I that ship might have sailed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much money and everything is up is up there, uh, you know, for NIL and what their, their boost. And that's really what it boils down to now is, you know, what, what's your booster base and how much are they willing to, 
to fork over for a coach and NIL and everything else to get kids to go up there. But, um, look, if you get the right guy, and we've, we've seen it before at places like TCU, Gary Patterson, like, hey, Texas, you have your five stars. I'll take your three stars, and I'll make them better players. I'll make them all Big 12, and I'll put them in the NFL. So that's really kind of a guy, I think, that some of these places need. But, um, listen, nobody's shedding a tear for Chris because he's going to get $16 million or whatever it is. Although 19, says I think. It won't. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. I would quit my job for nineteen million today. So, uh, but it's—I don't know. I just that one did catch me off guard. Good luck to Jim Leonard. I think he will be a candidate. I do too. But, I do too. Um, but you know, are you real? Is he better than Paul Christ? I, I guess we'll find out because they they still have something to play for. Everybody in everybody in the West does. Uh, boys, let's uh, let's uh, move on. Let's uh, recap. And you know what we're going to do. We're going to start in the ACC. Yeah, Central uh, Iowa's uh, home for uh, ACC uh, football. It's Miller and Condon. Let's here, go. 10 to noon. Uh, but you know what? Because Clemson is, um, these last couple of weeks, Trent, the Clemson's looked really good. And, yeah. and and the way they beat North Carolina State, primetime, Ugalele, wherever you say his name. You got it. Um, he's been much better. I thought he was going to lose his gig. You said tap the brakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were right. He's not going to lose his gig when he plays like this. Clemson's good. Clemson belongs in the discussion. Clemson deserves to be number four. That's where I would put him. We'll do it at the end. Yeah, over Michigan, I think you can make that argument. The impressive part about this is they had to win a game another different way here. After winning the shootout against Wake Forest, a different kind of game against NC State, a very talented NC State mm-hmm. team. Now, they have their own problems offensively, and that's been a problem with Leary all season long. But to also win it in this fashion, and they're going to get better. You know, They're playing still a lot of young guys. Shipley is a difference maker at the running back spot. I like this Clemson team. Are they where they were three, four years ago? No. It's not even on the same level, but they're good enough to be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And with the ACC being this wide open, remember last year was a huge disappointment. They went ten and three. Right? It's not like this program has fallen on hard times. They're five and seven last year. Right? They're going to be right there. Not good enough, I don't think, for the Bama's and the Georgias and even the Ohio States and maybe Michigan's of the world. Did you see Georgia this week? But they're this... right on the cusp. Yeah. Uh, anything else ACC wise for you? Is that the... uh, good for Georgia Tech to get a win? That was the only thing I also had in my notes. Gotcha, Bama. Yeah, I mean, Clemson's starting to flex, I think, is basically what it boils down to. And, and they, they got the escape the week before against Wake Forest. And, uh, you know, look, prime, it, it's hard to win. I know NC State's a good team, and I think, you know, I don't think the race is over. But although I, I'm not sure Clemson's going to drop two when you really look at what they've got left on that schedule. Syracuse could be fun. I mean, that could be a fun yeah. game, although that, again, I think they catch a little bit of a break because they get NC State and Syracuse, uh, in, you know, and Miami, I don't know how good they are, in, in Death Valley. And it's just really hard to go into Death Valley and win at night. I mean, it just is. And uh, you mentioned Leary's a little limited. But Georgia Tech, you're right, good win. It was surprising, shocking, whatever you want to call that win, uh, against Pitt on the road with their new coach. And how about Wake Forest? I mean, they go into a mm-hmm. sold-out Doe Campbell Stadium, and uh, Sam Hartman does what Sam Hartman does. And all of a sudden, they just, you know, they're still, again, right right in the thick of it uh they've got to make up a game or two really to clemson but uh so you know but listen you never know what how health is going to play into it with you know with the quarterback but you mentioned shipley and i I think he's a key for clemson i know dj's played better uh lately and and maybe it was the threat of you know losing his job and somebody looking over his shoulder i don't know Who, who knows you know what motivates college kids but um, I think Will Shipley is a is a really big yeah. key to Clemson. He caught a huge he break, Bama. He caught a huge break. That should have been a touchback. He fumbled it, the absolutely. ball goal and in, and it went out of the end zone. It was a touchback oh, all day long. 
Totally agree. Uh, but you listen, if you get a break, you take yep. advantage of it. Yep. And they did. Um, but, yeah, I just think he gives them a, a toughness at running back. We're used to guys like Etienne kind of, you know, scat back mm. a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. who's not, you know, he's a power guy, too. Don't get me wrong. He's playing in the pros. But I just think he simply gives them maybe another dimension they didn't have last year. So um, Clemson flexing their muscles. And, again, I just – good win for Wake Forest. I mean, that just tells me that they're really – they've got something going on down there. It's not just a fluke for Clawson. Uh, let's go to the Big 12. This this conference, uh, top to bottom, it's uh, they're cannibalizing each other. I will say this. I want to start. I was dead wrong. I was – not uh, buying Oklahoma State. Really hadn't seen him enough to form an opinion, but thought Baylor was uh, was going to be able to do it again. And TCU and K-State and Adrian Martinez. Uh, there's a lot of fun things happening in this conference, Trent Condon. TCU made a tough decision. Gary Patterson built that program. They're still mm-hmm. toiling in the Mountain West or yep. somewhere else, the WAC or American Athletic Conference. They're in the Big 12 because of Gary Patterson. Yep. But they knew it had to happen. Hey, Gary Barty, you listening? <laughs> There's times no, that I can answer that for no, no. I mean, no, he's not. I mean, we know Gary Byer. I mean, he's a servile man. He's never going to do anything. He doesn't do anything over there that's actually important. That's never going to happen. But TCU made the tough choice, and look how good it's working. Mm-hmm. They're legit, no doubt about it. Bama, your thoughts on the Big Twelve? Yeah, TCU might be the scary team in the in yeah. the conference. Um, Oklahoma, I think they've got some warts. And I listen. You called Venables. it, Bama. You called it on Venables. I, I I didn't listen. I don't think he's a bad coach. He may turn out to be a, a really good coach, but Lincoln Riley really put them in a bad situation because I don't think Oklahoma had a guy waiting. They didn't have a guy kind of a short list, and and he just up and leaves to USC kind of in the not in the middle of the night, but you know unexpectedly, um, and they get the best guy available. And I just think I just think when he took Williams with him, I I don't know. I just. Venables is more of a defensive guy and has been his pedigree, and that's just not going to win in this conference. But listen, we're going to know a lot more about TCU because they, they just beat Oklahoma. They go to Kent. They go to Lawrence next week. How about how about that game? Game day. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And you know, then they've got Oklahoma State and Kansas State at home, so they've got a chance to really, really, their next three weeks. So this four week stretch is going to, I think, going to define them. They've already taken care of Oklahoma. Then they go to Lawrence, Oklahoma State, K State. Uh, they do. They do have to go to Baylor, but they may already have a spot locked up by the time they go there November 19th because they just have to finish in the top two. But well, you're right about Oklahoma State, man. Boy, did they look good over Baylor. Ugh. That was a good, good win uh, in in Waco on the yep. road. And they're just kind of sitting there, man. Uh, I know everybody's you know excited about Kansas. They're really the story in the Big 12 and nationally. Let's don't let's. And I'm not slighting them in any way because. You know, five and zero oh is five and zero. Oh, mm-hmm. They've still got a little meat left uh, coming at them here uh, in the next few weeks. I want to see how they do on the road. Uh, you know, when they go to Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas Tech, places like that. But they've proven they can win on the road. They've won at West Virginia. And they won at Houston. So good for them. Kansas State. You mentioned with Martinez, they just keep rolling along. They're going to be a player. But man, Oklahoma State. They're just. They're just. They're just out there and they're just doing their thing and they're letting everybody else. But you mentioned cannibalizing, Ken. That this conference is just chewing everybody up yep and i it's just you know it's it's good week to week because we get some really good games but you know with a 14 playoff how good is it because i think we're going to get two out of the sec and you know who knows we might get two out of the big 10 you just never know well here's what i hope uh, as far as when it comes to iowa state if they're sitting in five wins when they host tcu to end the season 
Ooh, baby. Um, yeah. yeah. Big spot. Let's go to the Big Ten. Trent Condon, Ohio State rolls. Uh, Penn State kind of struggled. Minnesota surprised me. Your thoughts? Maryland. Beating Michigan State in that fashion, really controlling the game. What we saw the week before against Michigan, it was a mirage. Look, when they hired Mike Loxley, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. It's another guy. Yeah. He's a recruiter, and it'll be about the guy after him that will be able to bear the th- fruits of his great recruiting efforts. This is a real football team. Mm-hmm. Are they great? No. Are they going to win the division? Of course not. Mm-hmm. But they are on the right track to at least be competent in the East. It is such a difficult hill to climb because of the behemoths over there. Really impress- impressive job. And to do that, now another week against Michigan State. Loxley's done a nice job. No, he really has. Um, Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, I was uh, surprised. I guess disappointed with, with Minnesota. Who knew Ibrahim wasn't going to play? I mean, right. that obviously was the key, and mm-hmm. O'Connell did. And, and yep. he was okay, not great, but um, that was just a good win for Purdue, bad loss for Minnesota. But again, uh, you know, that I, I just, the Big Ten West to me is just fascinating. I mean, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Illinois in this right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got the one loss against Indiana early, but man, we, we talked about it, I think, uh, on, on, uh, last Friday. I mean, it's, it's in front of them. They just beat Wisconsin on the road. They got Iowa and Minnesota coming to Champaign. And for, can somebody please explain to me why the big noon game is Minnesota? I'm sorry, Michigan and Indiana. I mean, can that, other that's than, what it is? Yeah, big noon Saturdays, Michigan and Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I mean, why can't we get somebody? Can we not get a road trip to Champaign? I know Iowa's lost mm-hmm. a couple games, but. Uh, you know, good for Nebraska, too. I mean, listen, those kids deserve something good to happen. Yeah, I know it's against yeah. Indiana, but um, they've just been through a lot. For the kid, you know, for the for the kids, you know, forget the program, the administration, all that kind of stuff, even the fans. I'm just glad for those players to finally but get some success. But, man, it, it's about Illinois for me. Michigan still yep. looks good. Michigan-Ohio State is still the class of the entire conference. But, man, I'm – listen, it cost Paul Christ his job, but that was no fluke. That was just a beatdown. And uh, I'm, I'm – I'm really anxious to see what the Illini do the next two weeks uh, with those two teams coming in there because they, they've really got they've got the West is going to go through Champagne right now. Uh, in the How about next two that? Weeks. How about that? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it really is. It is true. Yeah. Uh, let's go to yeah. the Pac-12. Uh, Chip Kelly's five and zero. Trent Condon. They went Friday night. Uh, the rest of the the rest of the games seemingly all went according to form. Utah opened up a can. USC struggled a little bit against Arizona State. I was surprised. Yeah, had a few, parlay. few issues. Uh, Stanford also they're scoring, but their defense is just absolutely bad. But yeah, the story is UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson, what he was able to do. They coast out to a forty six lead was able to watch uh, the game late as Washington tightened it up but UCLA and is the path for a Pac-12 team getting in getting easier now we know the SEC and Big Ten still have matchups against each other is there a realistic spot how about this way Bama I'm going to say this to you more likely (laughs) a Pac-12 team gets to the playoff or a Big 12 team gets to the playoff oh that's ooh ooh that's not fair um I'm going to say on Friday I would have said Pac-12, but then after Oklahoma I State, too, did. but yeah, I, Oklahoma State, someone's going to beat them. Yeah, someone's yeah. just going to have to knock them off, yeah. and I just think they're better than anybody in the Pac-12. Listen, UCLA's not ranked. I mean, or at least they weren't when they played. They were unranked. They're five and zero. Um, you know, kind of an escape. But that game really surprised me. I was really disappointed in Washington's effort because I know that it was a, their first road game. I just thought they would play better. It wasn't a great environment. It, they had more fans than, you know, than what UCLA normally draws. Um, and they may have had 35, 40,000 in there. You still had the big tarps in the end zone, which looked terrible, but it's just, it is what it is. But 
it wasn't it there was a little bit of juice in the building but really disappointed in in Penix and Washington uh listen he had a good game he did four touchdowns yeah yeah, they just got behind so far early, and, and just it was just too much to make up. But mm-hmm. you mentioned USC. Um, listen again; they they've just they do enough to win. They don't hurt themselves. They don't beat themselves. Um, Utah to me is kind of the team that made that statement. And Utah, I think you mentioned a Pac-12 team. You know, I just I think USC. I don't know if they're going to drop a game this year. I, I think that Utah game is looking a lot tougher. You, t- you know, we all. Got excited when they lost. To well, Utah's week, got UCLA and USC in back-to-back weeks here, starting this yeah, week. Yeah, and Oregon's going to have something to say too. I mean, they're just uh, you know, listen, Bo Nix, say what you want. They just they keep winning. That Utah win over Oregon State, and maybe that was a little hangover. Maybe the USC loss cost Oregon State the Utah game too because they were so close to winning that. Played a great game at home and, and couldn't pull it out. But um, I still, you know, to answer Trent's question, I think mean, I think Oklahoma State. Even though USC is sitting there at six, I think they've got more issues maybe than Oklahoma State does. Although Oklahoma State is going to have to play tougher games than USC, so because it's a round robin in the Big Twelve, can't avoid anybody. So I think uh, I think that US, you know, Oklahoma State's going to have the tougher schedule, but man, they're 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 good. They're just they're just really good. Uh, let's go to the SEC, fellas, before we get our who is number four question. Uh, Trent, your thoughts on the uh, on the SEC? Georgia struggled. Alabama young goes down in the football game. Thought uh, we were going to get a backdoor cover for Marcus. Well, it's twenty twenty three. It was, was, was and, it right there. And then they pull away and get the cover. The in running that game, one. the the uh, Georgia Tech transfer Gibbs got going. Georgia. Oh boy, did he ever screw it around for the second straight uh-huh. week? Well, one thing against Kent State, another in a conference game on the road, and we've seen so many of those games. And there's just something about Ferret Field down there in Columbia. The dark, it just feels so dark in there. You know how it is, and it just had that feeling of it was mm-hmm. going to be that weird night. Field goals instead of touchdowns. Missouri Cost had that again. game. Cost them. Alabama. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned Georgia, and this is two weeks in a row, so it is going to be a bit concerning, but I think they're going to they're going to get right against Auburn this week at 2.30 mm-hmm. uh, when they get back to Athens. Um, listen, Auburn, LSU, that was just a, a game of, you know, which teams, uh, you know, stinks the West because it was just uh, – and. The play calling, you know, Harson was just calling the game like he wanted to get fired. The halfback option pass down there on second goal. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, that was just the dumbest call. Um, listen, Ole Miss, I think, is pretty good. Uh, Kentucky tried to hang in there, but, man, they, they just gave the game away. They did. They gave it away on, spe- they gave it away on special teams and turnovers. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, and here's Penalty. the thing that, that – yeah, Well, and then, yeah, the penalty down there. Why are you trying to go fast? Why, yeah. This is not what you do. You're not a tempo team. You hit a big play, you get down to what, what is it, the six, seven-yard line, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, oh, we're just going to go fast, and what happens is we don't get set, wipes off a touchdown, next yep. play, you know, strip fumble. I just came over. Outsmart themselves sometimes. But listen, to me, the story is, is, is Alabama go, losing Bryce Young, and they were on the ropes, and all of a sudden, if the folks in College Station want to know why you pay a coach $10 million a year, that's why you pay a coach $10 million a year. And we saw it in against Texas. Okay, we can't run the ball. Fine, we got Bryce Young. You don't. Okay, what do we see on Saturday? They get out to this lead. Young gets hurt. They bring in this guy that I'm 100% certain you know Arkansas did not prepare a minute for. And he, that kid is big and he's fast. Mm-hmm. They just go to the running game. You mentioned Gibbs. He busts off two 
70 plus yard runs and they just they just flip the switch from a throwing team to a running team in game a&m meanwhile can't get out of their own way in over in a start they've lost to appalachian state and mississippi state who's not a terrible team no i think they're good i do too but guys listen if if alabama beats a&m saturday night in tuscaloosa which i think they will with or without bryce young A&M's done in the West again, okay, because they're going to have to make up three games, and that's not going to happen. And I can promise you the natives over there, Jimbo Fisher is out of excuses, and the people writing checks are out of patience. And what do they owe, $90 million is his buyout? It, Some... it is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a fully guaranteed, I don't know, nine and a half, ten million bucks a year for the next nine years. It's something huge. ridiculous. It's huge. So. I don't know. They got a bunch of money down there, but you know who are they going to get? That's another question. But that to me was just the big, the big takeaway. If you really wanted to look at it, because Alabama was on the ropes. Nick Saban didn't panic. He wasn't chewing anybody out. They had special teams mistakes. That onside kick was the most perfect play I've ever seen. Uh, where Arkansas had the onside kick with the kicker recovered. That was just a great execution, yep. scouting everything else. Yep. Uh, just sat down on the football. Get, Yep, it's all going against them, and they figure out a way to win. Now they're gonna they're gonna have a tough game this week, and they are really going into a hornet's nest up in Knoxville in two weeks. I cannot wait for that game. Uh, although I'll be biting my fingernails the whole time. <laughs> all right, boys, Trent, who's number four? Clemson. Well, who's number one? Didn't you have Georgia last week? Didn't you? Put and him? I still have Georgia. You're gonna keep there. him there? Yeah, even with the two weeks. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State? Yes. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Clemson. Jumps ahead of Michigan for me. I was at the forefront of Michigan. Yeah. It's Clemson. They've done enough the last two weeks. Uh, Bama. Who's number four? I'm staying with USC. I just, you know, mm-hmm. look, uh, I, 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 I just can't get off of them right now. I know they're playing. Listen, I think the leagues are pretty even, the ACC and the, big, and the Pac-12. I just, I'm going, both great coaches, you know, in, in – Riley and Sweeney. I just like the quarterback coach combination a little better at USC. We'll we'll see where, how it all breaks out, but they're number four for me. Listen, you're having a hard time to convince me not to put Ohio State number one. Uh, this just they've just not been challenged this year. They haven't mm-hmm. really played a ton other than Notre Dame early. Um, mm-hmm. Georgia, Alabama. I think Georgia's just going through a little. I don't know reset, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think they're I think they're the best team. Uh, in the SEC, but if if Bryce Young is hurt and we're not going to really know, uh, Saban's going to keep that close to us. It's not a seizing-ending injury, but without him, they they just they really don't have a shot. I don't think. But if he's healthy, they might have found something all of a sudden in the running game. And boy, if you give Bryce Young a running game, it's it's you're in big trouble. So I'm going to go. I'll go Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, USC right now. I uh, had USC number four. I think Clemson, if they were to play, I'd probably pick Clemson, but I mean, leave USC number four for me. Bam, we're out of time. We'll have a slate of games to opine about on Friday when we reconvene. Have a good week, Bama Bob. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Always enjoy it. Yep, as do we. Take care. Bamba Bob, uh, as we talk a little college football. More college football with Scott Dockerman. Next, uh, it's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. KXNO. NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins for you. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with the DraftKings stepped-up same-game partner. 
parlays. You think Tom Brady's going to have a, a much better game this week? He's going to throw, I don't know, two, and a, two, three touchdown passes. Put that on your parlay. Uh, to make it even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day and do so all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code KXNO to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on the money line on any football game. That's promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call one. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know. Companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. Where you get podcasts. I'm Dr. Kevin Baker, a Des Moines dentist and chair of this year's Iowa Mission of Mercy, a free two-day dental clinic. The Iowa Mission of Mercy, or as you might know it, iMom, is coming to the Varied Industries Building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds November 4th and 5th. Since 2008, this large free dental clinic has served more than 15,000 patients, totaling over $10 million in free dental care. We are still looking for dental professionals and general volunteers to assist with this great cause. Sign up today at iowamom.org. Simmons. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know, a company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online WolfBruce.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get to our friend Scott Dockerman. He covers Iowa for The Athletic, covers the Big Twin, covers a lot of things over there. Uh, Doc, I read your piece on uh, on a wide open Big Ten West this morning. Boy, oh boy, tiebreakers. Uh, we better know the formula because I think we're going to need it. We yeah. thought we were going to need it in the Big Twelve, but we're going to need it in the Big Ten West. Try to figure this thing out. Um, I don't want to say that at, at, as we sit here on the first Monday in October that the Big Ten West goes through champagne, but a win this weekend it might. Scott Doctorman, how are you? I'm doing well, and uh, listening to Paradise City is the bumper. It reminds me of this mashup with the, between that song and one from Stevie Wonder, and it's just fantastic, And which is kind of the opposite of the Big Ten West right now. Uh, <laughs> and that is, yeah, I think uh, Champaign is, uh, Illinois has played itself into a position where it can be considered among the favorites, no question. What it did the other day against Wisconsin was Wisconsin-like. Uh, they have the nation's top scoring defense and they have the nation's, uh, top running back as, as far as yards goes and Chase Brown. So, uh, they are playing the style of football they want to play and they're dictating tempo and they're doing really well. Uh, but I do think that, uh, there are at least three or four other teams in the league that not only have a chance, but a strong chance to get there in the end. And that's what makes it interesting, if not good, because it's probably not good. 
Uh, definitely not good at this point. There's some bad football out there, but it'll be entertaining. You and Morehouse back in the day when you guys did your podcast together, you always talked about Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan State being the three polar bears kind of fighting for that sheet of ice. What is this, the Big Ten West now? Is it a couple of raccoons fighting for a piece of trash? <laughs> there you go. They're at uh, John Candy's uh, resort. They're yes. fighting over hot dogs. Right. Uh, and, and the footballs are played uh, kind of out of what those hot dogs are made out of. But, uh, no, it is kind of funny, and it's interesting. I think it does leave the leave uh, room for a team like Iowa, which traditionally gets better week by week, um, that outside of playing Ohio State, you look at the schedule, and you can flip a coin on just about all those games. I mean, you're looking at, you know, Wisconsin and Iowa City. I don't think that's a game Iowa can't win, and I don't. And I think that's a game Iowa can lose. And I think you can look at just about every game and with the same lens. Some some of those game styles make differences, uh, but other games it's uh, it, it could be determined by a turnover, uh, a field goal, just some really screwy stuff. So I, I think buckle up, it, everybody to me, but but maybe Northwestern and probably Nebraska has a legitimate shot to end up in Indy. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, let's get to the news from yesterday, Doc. Uh, just uh, when you heard that Paul Christ had been uh, shown the door, uh, he's had a lot of success there, New Year, New Year's Six Bowls, and he's been in three of them, for crying out loud. One of two of them, the one he lost, was a, a thrilling Rose Bowl. Uh, just uh, your shock factor when you saw the news, or is it just the, the way the landscape of uh, uh, college football is evolving uh, that you better win because you know if you don't, you may not be there. It surprised me, no question. I, I mean, he's sixty-seven and twenty-six. He's had a thirteen-win season. They won, what, three or four of the West Division titles since he's been there. It's, uh, yeah, seven plus years. That it was an extraordinary run. He's averaged close to ten wins a year. That's that's pretty incredible. Now, I think we can all agree that Wisconsin today is not what Wisconsin was a few years ago. And, uh, you know, is it trending in the wrong direction? Well, obviously, Chris McIntosh felt that way. And, yep. and the thing was, you know, Paul is a well-liked guy. He's a Wisconsin lifer. He's from the state. He went there. His dad was a coach. So that's, that's really going to be tough emotional separation for the Badgers. And Jim Leonard is, is there as well. But it does show that there is some changes that uh, some, some schools in the West Division decide to make. I mean, Nebraska and Minnesota decided status quo wasn't enough. And, um, decided to take that step forward, and, and particularly Wisconsin, which it would have been very easy to, to keep it the way it was and not make a move, and not make a move at least until the end of the season. Instead, they felt like they needed to get a jump on this, and I think in part it's to make sure Jim Leonard, they give him every bit of an opportunity mm-hmm. to see if he's worthwhile being the head coach. As they should, and see what you got there, even as their defense is taking a step back this year. Offensive woes for Iowa continue. The fourth quarter yardage certainly helped and made things look better. Growth, offensive line, is a tick better. Petrus missed some throws, also made a couple of throws. The running game with Caleb Johnson is getting a little bit better. But is it enough growth, or is this just putting lipstick on a pig at this point? And, hey, they're not last of the country anymore in total offense. Yes. They're 130th. <laughs> I think that's that's part of it there, Trent, is it's that they have made incremental progress. And so uh, that's what I wrote about after the game. In some ways, I viewed that game the other day. I mean, you're playing against one of the best defenses in the country, and they proved it, and they're a better team than Iowa. And a lot of times you just need to say, they're better, let's not complain about losing this game by 13 points at home to a team that's much better. Um, You know, But they do need 
to improve faster than what they have been. Um, this week is, is a challenge that probably many people didn't expect, but but they're going to be a challenge. They're really good defensively. So Iowa's going to have to be better quicker. And up front, I you know you see some growth in some certain spots, but then there's some other places where it hasn't grown and, and areas where they could have maneuvered or moved people around. They can't because then the backups aren't as good. And and I, I think uh, you know Spencer, other than a couple of missed throws in the first half and and one that could have ended up in a pick six, I think in the second, you know had a pretty good game. I mean one of his better games, but uh, you know I mean completing some passes in garbage time. Could be helpful for them confidence wise, mm-hmm. but by and large, it really didn't do anything to the final result. I thought a couple of uh, the his targets had their, maybe their Luke Lachey been waiting for this uh, game by him, and 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 we certainly saw that against Michigan on Saturday. And I thought Brody Breck took some steps forward. Uh, Doc, what about Brecht and Lachey? Lachey for sure. I mean, he's he's kind of been coming along. Now he gets this opportunity, and he's. Uh, you know, against Michigan, and I think he played by far his best game. I think in, in some ways Brody Brecht is still getting out there, still trying to, to figure out his place in the world and, you know, made a you know a catch or two. And I think overall it's just getting more comfortable with the offense. That's helpful. Uh, I thought Nico Regani had a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, the overall, it, it, they're moving forward. It's just they're really like offensively, they're really like week three level instead of going into week six level. And that's really a shame for this team because, uh, you know, it's probably going to take the whole year before you see something where it resembles, like, yeah, this is the offense it should look like. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, final thing for me, Illinois this week, and speaking of polar bears, there's a guy that looks like one in Brett Bielema on the other side. This is a physical football team. I'm of the belief if I was going to be able to help this offense out, Caleb Johnson is the game-breaker that they need. It's time. Training wheels are off. 20, 22, 25 carries. Can you see Brian and the crew actually doing that? Because he looks to be the best of the bunch at the running back room. I think him and LaShawn Williams, I like both of them quite a bit. I I think you'll see more and more of them. I mean, Gavin Williams only was in like four snaps the other day and and really didn't do much. I don't think he didn't even run the ball. I think that's – I don't know if that's necessarily by design or if there was another setback with Gavin, we haven't really had any confirmation there on on that, but uh, I, I think those two are the ones you kind of want to lead in because they've they've proven it on the field. They're the more physical backs. I think Caleb's got you know some skills that um, would allow him to be more of a full time type of guy, and and I think Lashawn Williams reminds me a little bit of Makai Sargent, so I think he's capable of doing that too. So, um, but they're going to have to they're going to have to move the displace the line of scrimmage it's going to be awfully difficult because they're going to play really close press coverage on the wide receivers so that's pro- it might be a pass first type of a- uh, attack for Iowa and they're going to have to get some of these balls down the field now maybe that's with Sam Laporta and, and Luke Lachey they've done some, some good things against Illinois in the past uh, at, with their tight ends but I think it's going to um, they're going to have to run the ball as well because you got to keep that offense off the field because they will chew up the clock on you. Indeed they will. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Doc, have a good week. Appreciate it. Anything at The Athletic you'd like to promote that you've got coming up this week? Yeah, I think uh, you know we've got one thing that's out today about the big, bad Big Ten West. And <laughs> yeah. then uh, later this week, I think I'm going to do a – I'm 
planning on and I'm working on a piece on Bob Sanders and how the hitman became uh, the, the most beloved player, you know, in, in Ferentz history. So I've got that one down the, down the pipe and we've got a little basketball too. So I think I might actually take a peek over there. Good this stuff. Week. And we'll be reading doc. Thank you. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Guys. Yeah, you do the you. same. Thank you, Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. All right, uh, if you uh, you potentially have heard, maybe you haven't, this is the first day we're giving these tickets away. First three callers right now at 515-284-5966. Just don't call to win, please. But if you'd like to join, uh, be a part of the KXNO 21st Birthday Bash. It's coming up uh, in November, the 10th of November. It's a Thursday night. It's in the East Village uh, in Des Moines. 7 o'clock it's supposed to start. They're going to let the seniors in at 6. Oh, nice for you. It is nice for me, Trent. Yeah. That means we get to live a little bit early too um but uh, if you'd like to go and you actually going to get these tickets and use these tickets the first three callers right now 515-284-5966 515-284-5966 all of the local shows are going to be giving them away today uh you have to have a ticket to get into the event we're going to give away three of them right now if you're getting a ring that means you're probably in uh it's miller and condon des moines sports station 106.3 k at culligan.com After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to wolfroofing.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You've been waiting for it, and now it's here. Fat Charlie's, now open in Urbandale. An upscale sports bar with over 50 TVs. A brunch menu available every day starting at 9. On the weekends, free pancakes for kids. And don't forget about the Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bar. You want pizza while watching the game? Fat Charlie's has fresh homemade dough. Make your way to Fat Charlie's, 121st Street in Urbandale. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Can we put Mr. Monday Night on hold for like one minute? Can you tell him to wait? Yeah, he's waiting in the wings. So we haven't talked about baseball at all. We love baseball. Just real quick note. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the Braves? Yes. I mean, uh, unbelievable, sweeping the Mets. And I have to uh, shout out to the way the Cardinals handled Wainwright. How awesome. I, and Molina uh, and uh, Albert Pujols taking those three behemoths out of the game at the end so they could all get mm-hmm. recognized together. What a classy gesture. It Not surprised it did it, but it was great. Baseball tomorrow, 1030. We will talk with Matt Snyder in our yes. weekly conversations and uh, break things down and Get back into the baseball uh, swing in the final three days of the regular season. All right, let's get to him. He's Mr. Monday Night. He's on a real heater. We've got an NFC West matchup tonight, Niners and the Rams. Mr. Nun- Monday Night, the stage is yours. Red Hot 3-1, and one, and you can win with me tonight as we are going San Francisco. Look, we've seen this. Outside of the NFC Championship game, 
we have seen Shanahan absolutely mm-hmm. wipe the floor week in and week out, game in and game out against McVay, and it continues tonight. As bad as Jimmy G was, it was right after the Trent Williams injury. He mm-hmm. was solid. Until that point. Excellent. The game changed at that point. They are going to bounce back. They are going to get the win. Lay the one and a half with confidence. Mr. Monday Night. Four and one. Here we go. Uh, Four and one start. Good job, Mr. Monday Night. There you have it. Mr. Monday Night is on the Niners. Uh, That will do it for us here today. We're going to talk to Dave Sinekin tomorrow. He's going to be headed to London, the Packers. That's where they play. Uh, this coming, uh, but do you like that? By the way, getting up, turn on the TV. It's all right. It was great. Eh. NFL from eight thirty to pumpkin patching. Oh, you're right. You got two young yeah. kids. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> I was good for me. What a weekend of college football in the NFL yesterday. Anyway.